Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and this evening, we're very, very fortunate to have Mr. Jeremy Curry on the line, and he is going to be talking to us about many of the features that are built in to many of the new Microsoft computers. And this is something that I know I've been looking forward to this because I purchased a new computer recently and it came with Windows 10 and I was so excited. But I noticed that some of the keystrokes that I had memorized with JAWS, uh, they, they didn't work anymore. So I'm going to have to try to see if there is a list available with some of these new shortcut keys. But uh, welcome to the show, Jeremy. We really, really appreciate having you. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's definitely great to be here. And uh, I, I'm going to uh, give a, a caveat, just like most of the rest of the world right now, I'm working from home. So um, if my children happen to come in and say, Daddy, you'll know what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, they probably want you to pick up the pizza for them or something, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, Jeremy, where are you calling from? Where do you live? So, I'm based out of uh, Redmond, Washington, where the headquarters of Microsoft is located. Um, I'm low vision myself. I, I started losing my sight when I turned 18 due to a uh, retinal degenerative disease called cone dystrophy. And I've been in assistive technology for, oh, I guess it's been... Uh, over 15 years now, and I've been with Microsoft for about a year, and uh, I'm what they call a program manager uh, for on the Windows accessibility team. But what that really means is I own the low vision experience for all of Windows. So there's a whole lot of features that we have and ways that we've been making Windows easier for everyone to see. Um, and that's what I do at Microsoft. It's a real passion of mine. It's something I've been doing for a long time in my career, and it's something that uh, directly impacts me personally. And so it's something I absolutely, absolutely love. And I'm just so honored to be here. That is fantastic. Now, um, how was it that Microsoft came to realize that it really would be so helpful to uh, people with low vision if these particular types of applications or uh, programs were standard with Windows? Yeah, so we do a lot of um, talking with our customers uh, and really getting lots and lots of feedback and trying to determine, you know, what's the best way that we can help people. And we've been really on a journey for a period of time now of trying to make Windows easier for everyone to see because a lot of times, uh, you know, things that we can do for for those of us who have low vision also help people who maybe have, um, you know, maybe they don't have, maybe they're, they're fully sighted, but maybe they've got to put on reading classes to see things that are small or they're in a conference room and they're trying to see across the boardroom to a projector and things are tiny. And so this is something that, uh, that uh, my team at Microsoft is definitely passionate about. And Microsoft itself has been really committed to accessibility and, and you're seeing a lot of that come out in, in a lot of the uh, features that we'll talk about today. Oh, that is fantastic. 
And Jeremy, what is your background? How did you learn about different types of uh, assistive technology for low vision? That's a great question. Um, so when I uh, when I turned 18, I was actually trying to sign up for the uh, Marine Corps because I was fully sighted, but learned out learned that I lost about 60 acuity points in six months. Um, and probably much like um, many people, I ended up uh, going to vocational rehabilitation, and you know this was years and years and years ago. Um, and they they said, hey, did you know that there are things out there that can magnify the screen? And I was astonished. You know, at the time, all I knew were these giant, you know, several hundred pound monitors that were huge uh, that you just tried to get bigger. Uh, and and so as I started to work through that and figure out how I was going to uh, work through my own personal, you know, career goals and, and in college, uh, I learned about other third-party screen magnifiers and screen readers, and it just opened up a whole world that I didn't even know existed. And so much has happened in, in that period of time in this particular realm of accessibility um, that has just been incredible. But that's that's how I was initially uh, introduced and kind of worked my way through that um, process. And as I said, I I was uh, I worked for multiple assistive technology companies on screen readers and screen magnifiers. So I've done a lot of training and a lot of uh, product management uh, for these uh, types of you know pieces of software throughout the years, and um, have just learned a lot from people that I I work with um, as well as my own personal experience. You know, and it is so amazing. It is so amazing that when you do have the ability to see what's on your computer screen, it, it changes your life. You know, you yeah. could go to school again, you could get a job, you could play video games, you could do shopping, but if you have low vision and, and, and you don't have a way to access what's on the screen, you, you're really, you really feel as though you're lost and yeah. you can't participate. Doesn't it feel that way? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, when I first started dealing with this years ago myself, uh, I was using something called Windows 98, if that uh, dates me at all. <laughs> I know that one too. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, I, I, there there were lots of limits at the time. I mean, it was a different world than it is today. Um, and now... With, with Windows 10, one of the great things is we have so many features built in to help people with low vision that you don't, uh, well, you can buy, you know, third party software that, that is, is really good for people with low vision. We've got it all built in where, uh, we, we help a large number of people with low vision just go to any computer that's got Windows 10 and they can just turn it on just like anybody else or any feature inside of Windows. And it's just, it's just amazing how far things have come. And as you mentioned, it really helps people gain employment because if you're in an enterprise setting, for example, and you use a low vision feature at home on Windows 10, chances are pretty darn good that you can be at the workplace and use the exact same feature. And it just, just really helps level the playing field. Wow. That is wonderful. And you know, we could assume that if it comes with a computer you bought, then that particular program is going to work well with your new computer. Uh, can you tell us first about the magnification software that you have uh, with the new Windows 10 computers? 
Yeah, sure. So we have uh, several different features, and as you mentioned, one of them is Windows Magnifier, and it can magnify the entire screen. Um, but before I get into to what Magnifier does, let me back up just a little bit and kind of talk a bit about our journey of making things bigger for everyone to see. Um, there's something called text scaling. And so one of the things that we learned is that there are a lot of people, even low vision users, who maybe need things bigger, but they don't need the entire screen magnified. You know, maybe they need one or two X magnification, but they don't need the entire screen magnified. And so we added in something called text scaling. And what it does is you can basically go into uh, a place called ease of access inside of Windows. And if you wanted to open that up, you can just search for it in the start menu. Or if you're a power user, you can press Windows key U and you can go into these ease of access settings. And one of them you'll find uh, under display called text scaling. And there's a little slider there. You just slide it back and forth and it will actually increase or decrease the size of all of the text on your computer. So if you're having trouble seeing menus or, you know, thing like the clock down at the bottom, you can literally increase or decrease that without magnifying the entire screen. And that's really useful for a, a lot of people. But there's also a segment of people like myself who, while text scaling is good, um, need a, a full magnifier uh, that would be implemented into, you know, their operating system. And so today, if you go out and you buy a Windows 10 computer, it's got something in it called magnifier or Windows magnifier. And it's really designed to help everyone who has uh, low vision. And so what it can do is it can magnify your entire screen, making it very easy for you to see everything that's on it. And just like text scaling, there's a couple of different ways you can get to it. You could just um, go into the start menu and type in magnifier or, um, you know, type in make things bigger. You'll probably see something, you know, come up uh, related to making things bigger. Or you can go into what uh, I call the ease of access settings. And again, you can get there by pressing Windows key plus U. And you'll find where you can turn on magnifier and what'll happen is it'll literally magnify the entire screen. Um, if you don't want to have to search for anything at all on any windows computer, you can press the windows key and the plus key together. So windows key plus, and it will turn on windows magnifier and everything will, will display. Uh, in a much larger, larger way. And you can adjust how big things are. So if you want to make them smaller, maybe you could do Windows key minus, uh, or there's a, a little user interface that pops up that you can click a plus or minus button in order to make things smaller or bigger. And if you want to increase the zoom levels, you can just press Windows key plus. So, you know, if your acuity is 2100, you're probably going to want a less magnification than somebody who's at 2600, for example. But it goes all the way from 1x all the way up to 16, uh, 16x, or we say 100% up to 1600%. And it literally magnifies everything. So if you're writing a Word document, you're able to magnify that. Or if you're writing an email or if you're browsing the web, 
there are all these different things that it can do in order to uh, make that easier for you to see. And some of those things include different types of modes. So I mentioned when you turn on magnifier, the first thing that it does is it magnifies the entire screen. And that's what a lot of our users like because they want to see everything. And as you move the mouse pointer around or as you are typing, you'll automatically follow you on the screen. So you don't have to worry about getting lost uh, because when you magnify things, you lose a field of vision. You can't see everything on the screen unless you move around. And so one of the great things about magnifier is it tracks all of that. But some people, uh, depending upon their eye condition or their personal preference, like to have different views. And so inside of ease of access, and there are hotkeys to do this as well, you can change to some of these different views. One of those is called lens. And if you think of like, uh, if you were to take a magnifying glass and literally put it over top of your computer and just start magnifying right where your mouse pointer is, that's essentially what lens does. It can help people who've got a limited field of view, like if you've got retinitis pigmentosa and you can only see like tunnel vision, but you need those things bigger. Um, you've got the ability to, you know, basically have this virtual magnifying glass that moves with your mouse pointer. And there are some other uh, types of, um, uh, of magnification you can do as well with magnifier. So for example, there's a, a docked mode. So, a dock mode can put magnification at just the bottom or maybe just the top of your screen, while the other half of your screen is a regular traditional 1x view. And again, that can help people with a limited field of vision uh, as well, but it also helps with orientation. So if you want to have a magnified view as well as that 1x view and really know where you are, that's another great feature that Magnifier provides you. So there's usually like a, a total of four different settings that are available. They've got the, the lens view and the dock view, and are there two more? Yep, you've got the lens view. You've got the uh, full screen view that you have access to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and that's the, that's the default one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you've got, excuse me, you've got the three. You've got full screen docked and you've got lens. And if you want to switch between those three, the full screen view you can do by pressing Control-F. If you want to switch to a lens view, you can do Control-L. And then if you want to get to docked, you can do a Control-Alt-D. And those are the different modes that Magnifier has. And as I mentioned, any of those modes will track where your mouse pointer is moving or where uh, your text cursor is moving or where keyboard focuses, maybe you're a keyboard user and you just want to tab around the screen, Magnifier will also um, follow those things. Now, there's some additional uh, features inside of Magnifier that we have that really help people who are light sensitive. So if you're like me and have a retinal degenerative disease, for example, uh, macular degeneration, right, is one of the top causes of vision loss in the U.S. A lot of users that have macular degeneration really like white text on a black background. It helps with the contrast. It helps not to uh, 
have, you know, headaches from light coming in or like I actually experience physical pain. I, I have to wear sunglasses all the time because there's so much light. I, I will, I'm so light sensitive. I, I experience physical pain. And so you can turn on in what they call invert colors inside of settings, uh, inside of ease of access under magnifier, or you can even just do control alt I when magnifier is on. And it's a really great feature to be able to just, you know, if I'm reading a Word document or email, I can just automatically quickly change to that, having that background so that it's a nice dark background uh, and white text to make it really easy to see. That's really helpful because, you know, also with patients with diabetic retinopathy, mm-hmm. albinism, oh, they really love that inverted brightness. That is great. Now, now I have a question about the, some of this. So I recall that you said if we have a new Windows 10 computer, we could activate this by pressing Windows key and the plus. Yep, that's now, correct. Is that the plus on the number keypad or on the top row? You can do we either have- one. You can do either one, so it makes it nice and easy so that you don't have to remember and differentiate between both of them. Um, and then and the second question, then, if I were to prefer it to be the black background and the white text, it would be Control-Alt-I to invert the colors. Yep. Now, if, if I then went into the Internet, say, doing a Google search, Mm-hmm. Would these settings automatically remain on the computer or do I have to turn them all on when I go into a new program? Great question. So they remain on uh, no matter what program you're in. So if you're reading an email and you turned on magnifier and you've got those colors inverted and you think, hey, I want to go do a Google search and look up something, you know, whatever it happens to be, dogs or cats or whatever your preference is, right? Uh, you can just open up your favorite web browser and then that will continue to take effect. So it's not like you're having to turn them on and off constantly or going to another program and, you know, worrying about getting a different experience. It makes it very easy and fluid for users. And what if I actually shut down my computer, power it all the way off, and the next day I turn it back on, will it automatically boot up? Yep. So if you are um, the only user of your computer, like on my computer, I, nobody else uses it except for me. And as soon as I turn it on, it comes up with magnifier on and I have invert colors on as well. So it'll do that exact same thing every time. Now, if you've got, you know, let's suppose you have multiple users on your computer. Maybe you have um, you and your spouse or you and your children on your computer there's something called a sign-in screen uh, inside of Windows. And so it allows you to select, you know, I'm I'm this user or I'm this user. Uh, yeah. And you can have it come up on that screen as well automatically so that you can still see that information um, without, you know, having to worry about getting a, a sighted uh, colleague or friend or whoever to come over and try and, and see things for you. And in fact... And on that particular screen, down in the bottom right, there is a little accessibility icon that you can click on. And that accessibility icon will allow you to turn on things like magnifier. Let's say you can't remember the hotkey, right? You can't remember Windows Key Plus because 
There's lots yeah. of different keystrokes and, you know, there's, so there's always a, a way to be able to turn that on, even on that screen. Um, and it makes this, again, a very nice, easy, fluid experience. Cause one of the things we're always trying to do is make things simple for users, right? Like technology should just work. Uh, and that's one of our goals is to make sure it, it just works and that it provides features for, uh, all of us who are low vision to be able to use them in all of these different scenarios. God, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. And and this, there is no extra charge for this program. It's going to come on Windows 10. That is correct. So if you buy any computer today with Windows 10, you don't have to pay extra for it. It doesn't matter which version of Windows it is. Um, so, you know, there there are always different versions of Windows. But you don't have to say, well, it's only on this version, but I'm not, not on another one. It's always there. And so that way you don't have to think about, well, I got to pay, you know, extra hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or something. You could go out and buy, you know, even just a very inexpensive, uh, computer for a couple hundred dollars. And it's just, if it's running Windows 10, it's going to automatically be there. I know that's fantastic because I, I just had a, a, a client who came in and it was their first examination at our clinic and he was just stating that how he bought a new uh, computer and he got a computer for about $800 but he still couldn't see it and he did some research and he ended up buying another magnification software a -hmm. separate one and it was $700 he was so upset about how expensive he says it is so expensive to be low vision. He's like, I can't believe it. You know? Yeah. And that's one of the, one of my personal passions is, uh, you know, I would love for technology to be available for everyone. And with windows, it is, I mean, it's just automatically there. Um, and it's all integrated into the windows operating system. That's what just makes it. So one of the things I think that makes it so, so great. Gosh, you know, I just want to interject right now, uh, Ms. Kerr, you are an outstanding speaker as well. You communicate very clearly. you got a wonderful voice, and your compassion, it really comes through loud and clear. So thank you for the work you do. Really appreciate that. It is uh, it's the reason why I'm here at Microsoft, um, and uh, our team... I get a little emotional, so I have to be careful. <laughs> but our, our team really, really cares. And, uh, you know, as we started off talking about this at the, at the beginning, I remember uh, my parents at the time literally uh, saying, okay, we're going to buy the biggest monitor that we can. And they took, you know, like all their savings and tried to buy me this large monitor just so I could use a computer to try and go to college. And uh, I, I don't want others to have to ever experience that. You know, it oh, should, just, should just be there. You know, and also, as a college-age student, you don't want to have a 32-inch television set that you're lugging around yeah. to your dorm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Connecting to your computer. <laughs> the girls in the shorties are going to say, what's that guy doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the great thing about having all this built in is that, you know, not only does it come for free, not only is it there by default, but uh, it's uh, it's there so that you don't have to feel different. You know, I, 
I've grown up and started to lose sight and, you know, have had to use special tools and all those are great. But one of the things about technology kind of coming together and coalescing are that, you know, I don't have to go and buy this special system that looks different than everybody else's, right? My laptop looks just like the next person's. Right. Yes. Yes. And you could go on the airplane and you're going to watch a movie just like everybody else and it'll be magnified to a point that you could see it easily. Yeah. Right. You don't miss out on all of these things. My goodness. You know, well, what about in situations? I, I remember that as I was going through low vision, I started off using magnification software and it worked pretty well at first, but as my vision got worse, I really could not read the document. I couldn't keep my place. And uh, I then purchased another software program that would read it aloud to me mm-hmm. with the magnification. And I thought, oh, God, this is such a ripoff because, you know, I had paid, I believe I paid five ninety five for the uh, magnifier. And when I told them I'm really looking for something that has a magnification and speech output, then I had to pay another seven ninety five additional. Mm. I said, wow, you know, but I did, and it was very helpful. Do you have something that would be able to read, say that I had a, a Microsoft Word document or it was a large article on the Internet mm-hmm. that I could just kick back and not try to read it, but just listen? Yeah, we we absolutely do. Um, so we have the screen magnifier we've been talking about called Magnifier. And then we also have what's called a, a screen reader, which reads everything on the screen. It, uh, if you are very low vision or if you're, you know, totally blind, you could still use a computer. And that screen reader is called narrator. And magnifier and narrator actually work together. So I can turn on uh, magnifier, like for example, I talked about Windows Key Plus. Mm-hmm. And if I want to turn on narrator, I could go into ease of access settings that we talked about earlier as Windows Key U. Or if you know the hot key to turn on narrator, it's control Windows enter. And what will happen is you'll start to have speech in addition to magnification. And if I had a Word document, for example, let's say email. We all read emails, like right? Well, it's almost all of us read emails. And uh, I'm just sitting back, and I want to have that email read. My eyes are tired, and I just can't do it. You know, I can't really read it anymore since the end of the day. Or, or sometimes we have customers who their uh, the needs changed. You know, during the day, what will happen is uh, it'll do speech output and actually have a highlight, a rectangle around each word as it's spoken. And it'll move that um, area of the screen into view so that you can see it. Again, I mentioned earlier that when you turn on magnifier, you just like when you magnify anything, you lose a field of vision. And so what this does is it will read it and it will track each word individually. And so if you can imagine a Word document that started out with, hi, my name is Jeremy, it would actually say, hi, my name is Jeremy, a natural you know, voice, not necessarily very robotic. And it would highlight each of those words as it's spoken and they're magnified. 
and it could read an entire document. You could move around your computer and use your, your keyboard to move around. You could go onto the web and you could read a, a long, uh, you know, any web content that you wanted. And so, um, that ability is all built in again, free, and it's on every Windows computer, no matter which version. So we've got the screen, uh, magnifier called magnifier and then the screen reader called narrator. And you can use them separately. So you could just have just speech or just magnification. And the scenario I'm talking about is when you're moving, using them both together at the same time. And it's really a, a very valuable asset. Um, especially if you're, you know, I'm constantly reading things all day long. I mean, it's just so much information coming into me. And by the end of the day, my eyes, I almost have to shut them because they're just so tired and, and physically pain. And with this, I can kind of lean back and I can watch it follow along, but then I can listen to everything and it makes it just so easy to be able to uh, absorb all of that content. Wow, that is nice. And that shortcut to go in was Control-Alt-N? Is that what you said it was? I'm sorry, Control-Windows-Key-Enter. Okay, Control-Windows-Key-Enter. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. My gosh. Now, is there a quick way to increase the speed that it reads to me? Um, there is. There are hotkeys to be able to do all of that. Um, that kind of gets into the, the more the blindness side of the house. I can't remember that hotkey off the top of my, uh, okay. off the top of my head. But one of the things that we have a lot when you, uh, of requests for when either you're using, uh, magnification or you're using speech is, Hey, how do I learn how to use this stuff? And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, there's always a learning curve to everything in life, right? Right. And, uh, Microsoft has some very valuable, uh, uh, resources, but we recently partnered with, uh, the Hadley School for the Blind, which, uh, is an online school for those who may or may not know. And you can get access to free tutorials. You, you don't have to register. You don't have to do anything. And you can get to those tutorials by going to www.hadley. It's H-A-D as in dog, L-E-Y. Dot edu so www.hadley.edu slash ms low vision so hadley.edu slash ms low vision and they have all sorts of great uh videos there how to use magnifier and then they also have uh videos there how to use narrator as well and it's a really great resource on on uh, those particular types of questions and then in addition to that uh, this is another great thing about Microsoft, and you can see their commitment to accessibility. Um, so we have something called a disability answer da- desk. Excuse me, disability answer desk, and we call it DAD for short. Disability answer desk, DAD. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and um, you can go to uh, uh, it's it's www.aka.ms slash accessibility support. And you'll find all sorts of information there about the Disability Answer Desk. And what it does is it's specifically designed to answer questions about users who have disabilities and assistive technology. It actually helps them with technical support, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. So if you get a new Microsoft computer and you say, hey, 
I really want to use this magnification software, but I can't remember how to do it. You can call this number. It's toll-free, um, and uh, the number is on that website. And uh, I think you can also – I think you can email them as well, if I remember correctly. And you can get free technical support from them, and they're great. They can remote into your computer, and they can do all sorts of uh, things to help you and answer your questions. And, again, free for – Anybody who's got a disability that uses a Microsoft product to call in and get that information. Um, and if all of this information I'm giving, like if you're saying, hey, there's so much information, how am I going to remember all this stuff? Uh, you can always go to just Microsoft.com slash accessibility, Microsoft.com slash accessibility. And there's all sorts of wonderful information there and links to things like the Disability Answer Desk and uh, you know, magnifier and, and narrator and all sorts of stuff, um, that, um, will get you all the resources that you want. So while there is a way to speed that voice up, kind of going back to your original question, when you have things that, you know, you're thinking, man, I wish I could do this, or I'm having a technical problem with this, or I want to know if something that does this, we've got all sorts of resources available, whether it's training or actually calling someone and talking to them in person and saying, hey, can you tell me more about this, or I'm having this problem, can you can you help me out? It's really another fantastic way Microsoft supports its customers. God, that is really, really great news. And for all of you out there listening, I also want you to know that Christine, uh, she is actually typing show notes for all of us so that you will have access to all of these things on paper, and uh, we'll go ahead and get that out to you as soon as we have everything completed. But, uh, Jeremy, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, let's say that one of our listeners is really ready to do this and they want to go out and buy a new windows computer Mm -hmm. how much ram do you recommend that they they purchase is the minimum in order for these uh, programs to work very very quickly or are there other specifications should they really have a solid state drive instead Uh, does that make a big difference in how how briskly and smoothly these programs work? Sure. So we do our best to make sure that these programs are very responsive, um, even on a minimum specification computer. So if you've got something that honored or had the minimum specs that a Windows computer would have, it's still going to function. Um, with, with that said, as a guy who's been in computers forever, right, it's, it's always great to have the faster the better. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, I guarantee you, I don't know you, but I bet you you do not have the minimum amount of RAM. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of what you might call a power user. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to get uh, faster, you know, RAM and solid-state drives, Anything you can do to speed up your computer will 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 also you know speed things up from the assistive technology end too. But you don't have to. It's a nice to have, but it's not something that's required. Oh, okay, okay, great. Boy, that's really refreshing news. Now, is there any anything that you wish would be different about Magnifier and Narrator? 
do you feel that there's certain things that need to be changed on these programs right now that you hope are going to be upgraded in the coming years? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's always room for improvement. Um, yeah, there I've, is. Uh-huh. Nothing's ever going to be perfect in software, or if it does, I'll be, you know, I'll be doing something different. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but there are, there are ways that you can actually uh, provide us feedback. And this is how we've come up with a lot of the features that we, we have uh, created because we, we literally listen to what our customers say. I know it sounds like a novel concept, um, but we listen to that feedback and then we say, okay, what can we, what can we do to make things better? And the way that you can provide us feedback on any Windows computer, there's something called the Feedback Hub. And you can open up the Feedback Hub by pressing Windows key and the letter F as in Foxtrot, and it will open up this Feedback Hub. And so let's suppose that you've got a request for a certain feature, or you say, hey, boy, I really wish it did this. You can mm-hmm. uh, type in Windows key F, and there's a little form that comes up and you can fill out and you can, you know, if you want, if it's an accessibility question, great. Maybe it's something else about Windows that you want to have changed. Um, but if you put it to uh, the accessibility side of the of uh, the items inside the form, it literally comes to us. And then we, we look at those and we say, yeah, this is a really great idea. And, you know, try and figure things out so we can prioritize what our customers are, are asking us for. Uh, in terms of, you know, do I think it, it's uh, perfect today? No, I don't think it's perfect, and I think there's always room to grow. And right now with Windows 10, uh, when there are updates, those updates come out uh, periodically, and they're free updates. They don't they, they don't get charged for them. And so, for example, um, sometime this year there will be another update. And when that update comes out, there will be new features that come out. Uh, and, um, you know, that might be a whole other topic for, uh, for another episode. Um, but there are things yeah. that are going to be forthcoming that uh, will really uh, be beneficial and, and help a whole lot more people. God, that's great. Are there any plans of having voice recognition program that could type for me? Uh, we do have a lot of dictation built in already into a lot of different programs, um, mm-hmm. but that uh, you know is something um, uh, that is you know something we definitely look at. Um, and if people out there have a lot of requests for that, again, I would encourage them to go to uh, you know that feedback hub and, and let us know um, because um, there is something called Windows speech recognition that we have and and we're currently making a lot of investments in accessibility and around accessibility and we're continually you know looking at updating and adding new experiences uh and so i would say if that's something that interests you make sure you contact us via the feedback hub uh and uh you know we'll we we continue to monitor all that and collaborate with our customers okay great now are there any other standard accessibility features on Windows 10 that you'd like to talk about this evening and and then we'll I like to leave it open for some time to let our audience ask you questions. 
Sure. Yeah, let me talk about uh, just a few from the low vision side. There are some other things we haven't talked about. For example, there's something called color filters for people who are colorblind or people who lack perception of color. And so you can change how colors look on Windows. And all of this is an ease of access, again, at that Windows key U that we've talked about. Um, or, for example, if you want to change the way that the mouse pointer looks, you can actually change the mouse pointer. You can change its size so you can make it larger. Um, I often watch people who are fully excited, like they lose their mouse on the screen. The first thing they do is shake the mouse to try and find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I have to admit I've done that too. And so now you can set that mouse pointer very large, uh, and you can change the color on it. You can custom pick your own custom color if you want. Uh, it's another really great feature for people who are low vision. Um, yeah, so you can uh, change things to grayscale or, you know, try and um, just find what works best for you. In fact, we've got a couple different um uh, preset colors that work well for different types of eye conditions. Um, and then additionally, and I, I don't want to take up all time, so I know we have questions, but we also have high contrast. So I mentioned if you have, uh, you know, if you're sensitive to light like I am, you can change it so the background is black and the foreground is white. But high contrast allows you to do that uh, in a couple different ways and change and adjust colors that make it very easy for you to see and make sure that the contrast ratio of all the colors is really, you know, really stands out. Uh, that could be a great tool for people who maybe have depth perception issues or, or again, are light sensitive or just need that kind of extra oomph to be able to see different things. Um, and there are some other things that uh, you'll find in ease of access that cover things like hearing as well as keyboard, you know, so there are other items inside of ease of access, but I kind of wanted to focus mainly on low vision side since that's, that's really what I specialize in. And I think what uh, most of the audience is interested in. So I think opening up ease of access and going through and looking at all the different options that are there, that's a great place to start exploring and seeing what works for you. Cause every, the one thing I have learned throughout my career in low vision is that, Everybody is different. You know, it's, it's, yes, that's it's right. never the same. Yes, that's right. You might have three patients with cone dystrophy and they all like things a little different on the yep. computer, right? Yep, exactly. But this has been just really, really great information. And, uh, Jeremy, do you mind giving, what is your email address if anybody wants to email you? Yeah, sure. My email address is uh, jeremy.curry, so J-E-R-E-M-Y dot C-U-R-R-Y at Microsoft.com. Um, and if you're listening to this and you've got, uh, you know, questions, um, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd, I'd certainly love to hear them. Okay, who's got the first question? Hey, Jeremy, it's Leslie Spoon. Thank you for being on so much. It was very, very informative. Um, Thanks. Just wanted to say I have called the disability um, hotline and it's helped me um, immensely. Um, can you talk a little bit about? I don't know if, if this is still available. Microsoft 360 or 360? Is it 365? Um, mm -hmm. It's 365. 365. Yeah. Is that good to get, or is it? Um, I, I go back and forth. This, you know, uh, if I should get it or not get it. Um, you know. So, any, sure. any thoughts? 
Yeah, so uh, I personally use um, kind of a version of Microsoft 365. So Microsoft 365 is a, a, a subscription-based service that will essentially give you, you know, if there are updates that come out during the year, then you get those updates, and then you continually pay a, a subscription fee. I, I don't know what the number is, um, but, you know, there's some monthly amount or yearly amount that you pay. And with Microsoft 365, you could either use applications uh, like Word, you know, we're basically talking Office, like Word, PowerPoint, Excel. You can use them within a web browser, or you can use them as a, a program that's installed on your computer. We'll say a, we call it a client side, but basically it's actually installed on your computer. And so when I'm personally using those applications, um, I tend to use the one that is installed on my PC because I find for me, it gives me the best access. There are users out there who use the ones on the web and they, they do work. Um, but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't limit yourself from being a 365 subscriber if you're concerned about having access to things like Word, Excel and PowerPoint because you can just open up those full apps and you can use them just as if you went to uh, a box store and bought office off the shelf and then installed it on your computer. So it's definitely something I would recommend. I, like I said, I, I use it myself, so it works out great. Oh, hello there. Thank you, Jeremy. A uh, couple things. I must admit I'm a Macintosh user, but boo, I, with boo. anybody but <laughs> since 1986, uh, wow. but, uh, but I will say since Microsoft got their act together when they came out with the latest narrator. If there's anybody with low vision uh, or fairly severe vision loss that already has a window, I tell them, absolutely try magnifier narrator first. Don't switch to a Mac <laughs> until you've tried it first. Um, so I must admit, it's much, much, much better. The other thing I like to point out, and Dr. Bill, if anybody else uses, you can access Microsoft Help through Be My Eyes now. Um, oh, that, really? With the free help. And Be My Eyes is good because, let's say, you're starting up your computer and you can't even start the blasted thing. There's something, problem you've had. A, not that yeah. Microsoft Office ever crashes or... Windows ever crashes. Neither does a Mac. Neither does a Mac. Yeah, right. Uh, but if you can't get on, you can use Be My Eyes on your iPhone or Android phone and then get access. So I wanted to point out that you do have access through Microsoft through Be My Eyes now. That's another option. Great ideas. Yeah, that, that's definitely uh uh, great ideas and great feedback about narrator. We've, we've, um, as you noted, we've, we've made a lot of investments in recent years to really improve things, uh, from where they were. Well, Jeremy, uh, again, we, we really, really value all of your knowledge and the time that you share with us. And I'm certain that you're going to be receiving some emails from our, our listeners. So on behalf of everybody at CCLBI. I'd like to thank all of you for attending, and we'll talk to you next month.
Born with low vision or has your vision changed? Is it hard to read your mail or prices at the store? The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, an ACB affiliate, is dedicated to provide tips and tools for your low vision needs. With four monthly support calls, three Fred Scheigert College scholarships, Medicare advocacy for low vision devices, and more, let's connect. Call toll-free 844-460-0625. That's 844-460-0625. Or visit us at cclvi.org. 